You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to get to on today's podcast, addressing some of your questions in a listener mailbag. Also going to preview the Diamond Head Classic, BYU men's basketball in the islands in Hawaii, taking on the University of South Florida. We'll preview that matchup. We'll also recap the women's basketball team, their victory in Missoula, Montana last night to wrap up non conference play and a whole lot more ahead on today's podcast. It's all brought to you today by our friends, our title sponsor, NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, without further ado, let's get rolling here on a hump day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 22nd, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you to all of you for making us your first listen of the day. Hope your holiday season is going well, everybody. And while you're at your family party, spending time with friends, whatever it might be, please make sure if they don't know about this podcast to let them know. You guys can help us continue to build this audience. We have seen record breaking growth this entire 2021 calendar year and hoping just to see that even more so going on into 2022 and you guys are as important as anybody out there so thank you for your support of the podcast as always and please continue to share it with your family and friends and also make sure it's your first listen of the day all right getting going here on a wednesday let's start off on the hardwoods byu men's basketball they are in hawaii they are taking on the University of South Florida tonight, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. That is 4.30 for those of you who may have been lucky enough to make that trip over to the islands to watch the Cougars in the Diamond Head Classic. Now, the Diamond Head Classic this year, it seems like to me, and I could be wrong about this, but in past iterations of this MTE, as they call it, a midseason tournament event, it has been a much stronger field of teams. And I don't know what has caused it to essentially fall off, but the good news is BYU has an opportunity to win this MTE and actually be the first time they have won the midseason tournament event they've played in in a season since the Jimmer Fredette season. That's crazy to think it's been that long, but it's a big-time opportunity for BYU, and it starts tonight when they take on the University of South Florida in their matchup, and BYU should win this game. South Florida, not good in a word. Ken Palm rating of 235. Their net ranking, according to the NCAA, is 262. BYU should thoroughly trounce the Bulls. That that just it, it screams this should be a blowout, setting up an opportunity to advance in the championship part of the bracket here. All eight teams playing in this tournament are going to play games. You're guaranteed three games no matter what. And obviously you win, you advance in the championship bracket, you lose, you drop uh, into the loser's bracket. You guys know how it goes. But a huge opportunity for BYU, and I fully expect that they'll take care of South Florida because South Florida, as we already mentioned, just not good. So now, what what do you need to know about South Florida? Well, I don't think you need to know a ton. This is not one of the matchups that we need to look at 
just really into the nitty-gritty to get a look at it. But the opportunity is there for BYU to put together another win over a solid team. South Florida doesn't have a stellar record. They're 4-5 and five on the year. They are led by Caleb Murphy. He is averaging 13 points on the season. Javon Green is his backcourt running mate, averaging 9.4 points. And then Russell Chihuahua, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, he is an absolute load. This is the only concern I have about this. He is from uh, Cameroon. He is 7 feet 280 pounds. He is an absolute load. Guys like Fusini Traore as well as Atiki Ali Atiki are going to have to battle against one of the bigger dudes they'll probably see all season long in this young man. So the only concern I have is if that young man can really hold down the middle and make life miserable for BYU's bigs in, in the interior. I think BYU should be able to counter that with just a run and gun style. Seven feet, 280 pounds. I admittedly don't know what his physical conditioning level is, but I'm going to venture a guess that if he weighs 280 pounds, he is going to be what I would like to say is lumbering up the court. And guys like Fusini Traore, as well as Tiki Ali Tiki, they are not heavy dudes, and they have shown the ability to, to run the floor. That is how you get a guy like Chihuahua. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I probably am not. But nonetheless, that is how you get a guy neutralized in a matchup like this. So I think there's a big opportunity staring BYU in the face here. The game will be televised live on ESPNU if you're looking for it on your cable or uh, streaming service. ESPNU is where you will find it. The good news is YouTube TV, for those of you who are like me and subscribe to YouTube TV, all the ESPN channels are back and for our troubles of having not have it for two days, I get a $15 discount next month. Thank you very much, YouTube TV. But nonetheless, looking forward to this matchup. BYU would advance to face the winner of host Hawaii or Vanderbilt. You would prefer to face off against Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt currently ranked number 97 in the net ratings versus Hawaii, who's ranked 221st. And then obviously beyond that, you have an opportunity to face off against the likes of Stanford, Wyoming, Liberty, or Northern Iowa. So... BYU should be the favorite in this tournament. They should go to the championship game. They should be favored to win it on Christmas evening, but you have to go out and take care of business, and that starts this evening when they take on South Florida. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll answer your guys' questions. A number of them submitted this week about BYU football. A lot of different things we'll hit on. We'll get to as many as we possibly can. If it spills over into tomorrow's podcast, great, but we'll get to all of those in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at at prize picks college football with the bowl season is rolling on but college basketball is here as well and prize picks simply put makes college basketball more exciting you can go take the over or the under on any type of stat you're looking for for whichever player you happen to favor in the college hoops game do the same thing for football even going to the pro ranks nba nfl they've got it all for you guys all you do is you pick two to five players and an over under on their projected numbers and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry and it's just you versus those projected numbers the best part is, is you can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. You can do it online at prizepicks.com, or you can download their award-winning app in your app store and get started there. Right now, all of our listeners that make a deposit and use the promo code LOCKEDON will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You heard that right. You can get up to $200 by putting in $100. It's a fantastic offer. All you got to do is make your first deposit and use the promo code locked on and you'll get that 100% instant deposit match. So do not hesitate today. Check out prizepicks.com and use that promo code locked on once again for that bonus or go to your app store and download the app and get started there. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at NetSuite. They are our title sponsor today, but folks, this is the scenario. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes, and oh, mo- oh no, is this how you're running your financial business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a company with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. The best part is 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses are already using NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked L-O-C-K-E-D for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Take advantage of it now, folks, and visit them, netsuite.com slash locked. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. I believe actually they just launched it yesterday. They probably got it out a little bit early ahead of the holiday. So check it out now, my friends, and subscribe free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time to answer your guys' questions. A number of you reached out in the aftermath of the UAB game. I think I did enough belly aching about it that you guys started responding and getting your questions in. So let's address as many of them as we possibly can in the time remaining we have on today's podcast. We'll start off with our good friend Casey Finlinson of FinDaddy81. He sends in this question. He says, Jake, do you feel like the Ed Lamb philosophy on subs and recruiting will and has had a negative impact on BYU, especially combined with all the injuries the team and defense amassed this season? Simply put, Casey, yes, I do. Ed Lamb, for better or worse, has a huge role in BYU's defense. The hockey substitutions, as I like to term them, the whole line shifts where you see four, five, six, seven, in some cases as many as eight, and we've also seen a full 11 shift out on rotations on defense. That's an Ed Lamb philosophy. That's not Kalani Satake. That is not Elisa Tuiaki, based on what I understand. It is fully an Ed Lamb philosophy. His philosophy is that a a player that is playing at 100% of his ability is better than a guy who may be competing at 80%. Now, when you have injuries to your frontline players, you need to rely on the best talent you have available. Is the idea of those hockey shifts a noble one? Yes, it is noble. It's smart if you can pull it off. But I just don't think BYU has the overall horses to pull it off, to make it a legitimate possibility. If I'm wrong about that, I'm wrong about that. But I just see when BYU is shifting out so many guys and there are walk-ons coming onto the field and expected to play critical, meaningful snaps in critical situations in in a game... I just got my questions about it. So I got nothing against Adlam. I got nothing against how he goes about things because I think the idea of it is sound. The problem is in execution. BYU does not have the horses to make it happen, at least at the current time. And maybe they never do, but... I just think that it's having a negative impact on BYU right now because I'm seeing some of their best players. And admittedly, BYU's defense was severely depleted towards the end of this year. Let's be let's be clear about that. But I'm just seeing some of BYU's best players, guys that I would have on the field 80% of the time, they play two or three snaps and then they're shifted off. Rely on your horses. 
horses make things go. It's not the jockey. It's not. I know that Jeff Hansen and uh, uh, Garrett McClintock over at Give Him Hell Brigham have used that analogy, and they're dead on with it. The horses are what make things go, so you need to rely on them a little bit more. Hopefully that answers your question there, Casey. On to our next one, EJ, and he's got a great last name because it's the last name Hatch. And EJ, we got to find out how closely we're related. We said, Jake, I want to get your thoughts on Zach Wilson. So this is going to the NFL. I've been following him very closely and watching as much of each game as I possibly can. I'm a big believer in him, and I know he does not have a lot to work with, especially now with all the injuries the Jets have had, but I'm not seeing any real progress from him. He looks very shaky and can't do a lot of things we're used to seeing out of him. He even struggles to throw an accurate short ball. I'm starting to worry he's going to be a bust and not be a starter in a few years. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the situation. Now, EJ, I think your concerns for him are valid, but the problem is, I've discussed this on Twitter with all kinds of fans, the Jets just do not have a lot of talent around him. More importantly, their offensive line that they have guys like Mekhi Becton, they also brought in Elijah Vera Tucker, they have brought in some talent on the offensive line, but it is young and green and it needs time to get seasoned up. I am withholding judgment on anything with regards to Zach Wilson for at least another year and maybe a year beyond that. So three whole years because I'm telling you, the rebuild with the New York Jets is going to be a slow, arduous one. The problem is I have a concern that the New York Jets, Woody Allen, their owner, is going to get all huffy about it and short-circuit it all. And that is when you might see a guy like Zach Wilson suffer. So I'm not out on Zach quite yet. I do understand that there's concerns. He's short hop and short pass. Uh, he's one hop and short pass is what I was trying to say and that type of stuff. But I'm withholding judgment. I can tell you this much. Him going to the New York Jets, I just was like, oh, you're going to that franchise of all franchises. That one, it's a cursed franchise. I mean that. It's just, it's a franchise. The good players go to die. It just, <laughs> I don't know how to say it any any more bluntly than that, but maybe he can prove us all wrong. Maybe he can be the next Joe Namath and lift the Jets out of absolute crap and make them good. But man, I... I've got my questions. There's no doubt about that. All right, next one. Uh, Daniel Rigby sending this on via email. The offense was shaky at times. He's talking about the UAB game, but the glaring issue was obviously the run defense. It was frustrating to see the UAB backs bounce it outside time after time. The linebackers continued to take bad angles and failed to seal the edge. It was almost like each linebacker didn't even know their gap responsibilities. And uh, if you listen to my podcast yesterday, Daniel, that's what I tried to get across is gap integrity with BYU's linebackers was atrocious. It was awful. I'm glad you saw that. I'm not, I'm not alone in this. He also says this, but this has been a consistent issue all year long. And honestly, it was not all that surprising to me. The loss of Keenan Peely was a major factor, but to me, the problem is the defensive coordinator. Here we go. Elisa Tuiaki has never proven himself capable throughout his tenure, especially when it comes to in-game adjustments. I know he is Sataki's buddy, but I think some else has got to take the reins on defense because Tuiaki is in over his head. But hey, we are still Pac-12 champions, right? Well, I guess UAB took that title from us. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Daniel. I saw that joke made a bunch on Twitter. But okay, let me be clear about this. I do not think Elisa Tuiaki is getting fired. If he decides to leave BYU, then great. And they'll go out and find somebody to replace him. But I just don't see Kalani Satake canning his defensive coordinator, especially after they went 21-4. and Now, you can say that they won 21 games in spite of BYU's defense. I would wholeheartedly hear you out on that, but Daniel, the linebacking core, yeah, it was not good. The defense as a whole, not great, but... <laughs> 
I feel like we're belaboring the point because there is one person that can make these decisions to move on from staff members and make the changes we all want to we will all want to see allegedly, and that's Kalani Satake. But Elisa Tuiaki has been his ride or die, his best friend in the coaching ranks since they were young coaches in the business. I just do not see Kalani giving him the axe. And like I said, when you go twenty one and four, it's going to be a hard sell, I think, to find somebody who's going to come in and say, "Ooh." I want to take that over. I want to live up to those expectations. Maybe they could live up to those expectations. I'm not going to say they couldn't, but I just, I just don't see Elisa Tuiaki getting fired. I, I just don't see it. I could be proven wrong. I could wake up tomorrow. I could wake up. I could get an email in the next five minutes and say, BYU has made staff changes. Elisa Tuiaki is no longer on the staff, blah, 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 blah. I just, think there's about a 99.9999% that's not going to happen, at least this offseason. So uh, there are plenty of things to clean up. Those angles with the linebackers, absolutely atrocious. I'm with you on that. I just don't think that you're going to see Elisa Tuiaki be the fall guy there. I just I just don't see it. All right, Chris Reeve also sending in a note here. And Chris, your email is quite long. I'm going to try and uh, sum it up here. But he says, thanks as always for your podcast and work promulgating all things BYU sports. Promulgation. Hey, Chris, thank you for the word of the day. He says, regarding BYU's recent bowl loss, I was alarmed to hear Coach Ed Lamb on Thursday morning publicly question the team's energy in Wednesday's practice. He says, that doesn't bode well normally. You hit completely on the head when you said that the only way to prove the doubters wrong is to go out there and play their best and only compete excuse me, play their best and only complete game of the season against UAB. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. And that's exactly what Eliza, uh, not Eliza, uh, Kalani Satake said in the post game. He says, I don't feel our team ever played a full 60-minute game this year. He's not wrong. I'm trying to think back. Is there a game I felt like there was just a comprehensive BYU effort from all three phases for the entirety of all four quarters? And I frankly cannot think one. Maybe the Utah game. Maybe that one. Maybe Arizona State. I'm still not certain of that one, but... I'd be hard-pressed to find one where it's like, yeah, they played the full 60 minutes. Uh, and then also we added this, uh, Chris, saying, rather than whiners or crybabies, to me they come across as elitist, hypocritical snobs, kind of personifying the sometimes unfair stereotypes given to BYU by its rivals, especially the Utes, overrated, dramatic, arrogant, etc. How I wish they would have embraced the key lesson of 2020. And this is where I, I'm going to leave Chris's email because it's, like it's a long email, but I think this is the best point he makes in the entire thing. And Chris, I, I appreciate it. You actually made some incredible points. And we may hit on some of them uh, down the road. But I think the key point, I guess the the magnum opus of what your email said here is what I what I liked is it it says how I wish they would have embraced the key lesson of 2020 that it's a great gift and a blessing to play the game we love with the people we love no matter who the opponent or circumstances are I wish the team still embraced what Zach Wilson's headband mantra had said anytime any team any place and, ca- and instead it came across as any time place as long as it's in the year six or any time team or place except the radiance technologies independence bowl against uab uh, I, I i can't argue against that chris because you're dead on i think you absolutely nailed it this seemed like a team that forgot what 2020 meant to this program. They forgot how big it was to see BYU playing 12 games during a pandemic ravaged season when other teams played as little as no games and most played, what, four, five, or six? 
how quickly we forget some things in our lives. And I think that this goes right for BYU football as well. So I, I, I just look at this and I think BYU's players in their heart of hearts, and this is just me speaking, I don't know this for a fact, I haven't talked to anybody in the program, but I think all those players that went out there and lost against UAB, if they were able to have it back, they probably would have focused in a little bit more. They would have been able to prepare a little harder. They probably would have played a little harder knowing what they know now. But hindsight's twenty twenty. You got to move on. So thank you to all of you for your emails. I love hearing from you guys. Then I mentioned Chris, I, I didn't even get to, I think like half of your email, but I think you absolutely nailed the number of points and maybe we'll hit on a few more of them in coming days, but I apologize. I couldn't get to the entirety of it, but he did finish this off saying, I'm already looking forward to 2022 and we all are. I'm so excited. And I, this sounds really weird. I know, but I love doing my position debriefings. We're going to start those next Monday. So the 27th, so your post Christmas holiday, if you're got the week off or whatever, Stay tuned. We'll start going position by position, looking back at the season it was for BYU, and we'll evaluate them. It's, it's going to be some harsh criticism for certain guys. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not pulling punches on this. So we're going to dig into all of that. And I look forward to it, but it's it part of the process here. So we do the position debriefings. We look at back at 2021 for those positions. Then as we get ready for spring ball, we begin our uh, position previews for spring ball. We look forward to 2022 and it's the process. Go through spring ball, then summer workouts. We have our 100 day countdown to the season. You guys have been listening to this podcast for three years. Know exactly what I'm talking about. I count you down to the football season all summer long. This is why I love this podcast. It's a daily outlet for me to come in and just absolutely hash out ideas I have in my head and talk about your guys' ideas as well. It's an absolute privilege that I get to have you guys pontificate with me on BYU sports. And I hope you guys feel some ownership of this podcast. I may be the voice of it, but you guys make this thing go. And it, it simply put, you guys, this, this podcast does not exist without all of y'all out there in Cougar Nation. So thank you for your support and thank you for your questions submitted this week. If you guys got more questions, send them in. I'd be happy to address them on tomorrow's podcast and anything moving forward. We're going to have more of what we call our mailbag segments in future episodes. It's the off season. We're going to need plenty of that content. I've got plenty of ideas for the off season, but anything you guys have got, I am happy to take under advisement and add it to the hopper and see what we can come up with. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we wrap up today's show with the other notes involving BYU sports you guys need to know about as we move forward here. We'll talk about the women's hoops teams wrapping up non-conference play with an impressive win on the road. We'll get to all of that in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you in part, though, by our friends over at Bet Online. Of course, Bet Online has had you covered all of this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than everybody else as football continues its march through the college bowl season, as well as the Pro Football Playoffs upcoming. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome deposit, uh, welcome bonus, excuse me, with your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus from baseball to basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at BetOnline. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So do not wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers available at all times by going to betonline.ag. It's all courtesy of BetOnline using the promo code LOCKEDON where the game starts. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. And this holiday season, my friends, get yourselves some Built Bars. I am serious about that. I am a huge fan. They have powered me through this holiday season. They have powered me through losing over 40 pounds this year. I can tell you this much. They are both healthy and delicious. They are the best treat if you want to stay healthy. And I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot if you have not done so already. They've got incredible flavors. So many different ones. You'll have a hard time choosing what is your favorite. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry Bar Sierra Double Chocolate. They have the holiday flavors, gingerbread, which actually just arrived on my doorstep yesterday. And I got to say, they're quite tasty. There's also an eggnog flavor out there. Cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. I cannot go through all the different flavors they have available. So get to Built.com right now to learn more. You can place your order while you're there as well. And make sure you use them as a stocking stuffer. I can tell you this much. I would love nothing more than to see boxes of Built Bars stacked up under the tree for me on Christmas morning. I'm a huge fan. I, I I am an unabashed Built Bar fanatic. I, I frankly just absolutely love them, and I want you guys to give them a shot as well. Get to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there to save 15% on your order and obviously save some money because it's all important this time of year with all the spending we have going on around Christmas. But more importantly, you're also supporting BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar as they have a name, image, and likeness agreement with all BYU football players. So, Get the best tasting protein bars you've ever had and do it with Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% on your order at Built.com right now and also support BYU football in the process by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's run down some of the notes involving BYU athletics. And the number 19 ranked BYU women's basketball team wrapped up their non-conference slate with an 89-67 route of Montana State in Bozeman. I apologize, I mentioned Missoula earlier. That's the University of Montana, Montana State. You know, I apologize to those of you who are listening up there in Montana. I know we have some pretty diehard listeners, and I apologize. They played in Bozeman. Let me be clear about that. I've got my geography wrong, and I apologize for that. But nonetheless, three Cougars scored in double figures to lead the Cougars to that victory. Shaley Gonzalez scored 21 points with five rebounds, five assists, and four steals. Lauren Gustin posted, Lauren Gustin posted her fifth double-double of the year with 15 points and a monster 18 rebounds. And Tegan Graham added 10 points. BYU finishes 10-1 in non-conference play and begins West Coast Conference action next week. They were picked to win the league in the preseason poll amongst W. CC head coaches, and they have done nothing to make me think otherwise. Looking forward to seeing the women's team in action as they get going in West Coast Conference play next week, but everything I have seen about this team screams to me that they are going to be an absolute force, and in some cases, I may think they are the actually a better basketball program than the men's team are right now, and I know that the men's team has been decimated due to injury, especially along their front line, but The women's team is absolutely incredible, and if you have an opportunity to watch them play, I would love nothing more than to have you guys go out and watch them, whether it's the Marriott Center, if you get to catch them on the road. This is a fun basketball program. Jeff Judkins has done an absolutely marvelous job putting together a comprehensive squad. They've got rebounding with Lauren Gustin as well as Jennifer Hampson. Is Jennifer Hampson? No, Sarah Hampson, excuse me. Sarah Hampson rebounding and taking care of the paint. You got Shaley Gonzalez and Paisley Johnson Hardy, who just lighted up. Tegan Graham, when she's hot, there is nobody like her shooting the three. It's a really, really good basketball program. And I would encourage you guys, if given the opportunity and you have some downtime, do not hesitate to go watch the BYU women's basketball team. And by the way, if they're playing at home in the Marriott Center, you've always wanted to sit in those cushy blue seats. 
Well, the women's game is actually the opportunity to do that because you can pretty much pick your seat. That's the, that's the best part about it. So become a BYU women's basketball fan, my friends, this holiday season. It is a fun, fun team to watch. And obviously, they love nothing more than to have your support. And I appreciate your guys' support of this podcast because that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A programming note for you guys. Tomorrow will be our final edition of this week. We are going to uh, take Christmas Eve off, allow you guys to enjoy your holiday. But we'll recap whatever happens against USF tonight. We'll also preview the remainder of the Diamond Head Classic on tomorrow's podcast. And if you guys submit some questions via social media or email, We'll be happy to address those as well. You can uh, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, the email address for this fine podcast is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you guys and hope you all are doing fantastic out there this holiday season. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked on Big 12 your second listen of the day. You'll be hearing a familiar voice. I was part of the Locked on Big 12 roundtable this week. Some fun discussion on a lot of going on in college sports and in the Big 12. So make sure to check that out. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms like this one. All right, that'll do it. Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 22nd, 2021. And we will catch you guys manana. Manana.